take a look at Vitalet property investment in Ireland. Hey, it's Terry Gorry, and this is the Terry Gorry podcast. The landscape here has changed significantly in the last 10 or 15 years. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, the Irish property market and the Irish lending market went bananas with the result that people were buying buy-to-let properties, residential in the main apartments for buy-to-let purposes. And most people were doing it on the basis that they were trying to create some sort of a pension for themselves. Not a lot of people at the time had pensions and I'm not sure what the current situation is in relation to pensions, but most people would have seen property as a safe bet as a nest egg for the future, as a hedge against inflation, and as a nice way to acquire capital and keep a few bob together and so on. So back then, 10, 15 years ago, it was easy enough to get finance for buy-to-lets and you had ordinary people in ordinary jobs building up these property portfolios, portfolios of apartments or three-bed semis or whatever. Uh, in the buy-to-let market. Then the whole thing came crashing down around about 2009, 2010, and clearly the banking landscape, the financial landscape has changed significantly. The lending requirements and the lending guidelines and so forth have changed dramatically as well. It's not as easy to get money and it is far more restrictive in terms of credit being advanced by the finance houses. But in any event, there's still a buy-to-let market it's still quite a good investment, depending on your circumstances, depending on your capital, depending on what you're looking for. But there's a couple of things that you will need to know. So the situation, as I see it in 2019, is you'll get a loan for between five and 30 years, and you'll get a loan to value value advance of between 50 and 70%, depending on the borrower and depending on the lending institution. This used to be the case, or used to be, 100%, 95%, whatever. And the great thing about the property situation back in the day, and which clearly was a factor in the downfall, was that you could buy a property putting down 5% or 10% at the most. And this allowed people to leverage whatever few bob they had. And before you knew it, with a rising market and property number one rising in value, soon people were refinancing, remortgaging buying property number two, and the whole thing created a sort of a ratchet effect with the result that people became massively overextended. That landscape has changed, situation has changed now in relation to finance, and as I say, 50 to 70% is what you're looking at in terms of loan to value, and it will depend on where the property is. I've seen one bank, for example, Ulster Bank, where I think they will advance up to 70% in the four major cities in Ireland, Dublin, Galway, Limerick, and Cork, but they will uh, only advance 50% outside of those four cities. So that's something that you need to consider. Another thing you need to consider is the taxation situation. You're going to have rental income. You are liable for that. It's case five income. You're also going to have write-offs though against the cost of uh, buying the property and maintaining it and so on. You're going to have a write-off in terms of the interest that you're paying the bank and various payments, management company fees, uh, repairs and maintenance and so on and so forth. So consider the taxation situation as well and get accounting advice, ac- advice from a, an accountant who understands the situation. 
Another factor you need to consider is the bank's legal costs. If you're buying an ordinary house to live in, it's a residential uh, purchase, it's for your sole occupation, it's not a residential or it's not a commercial property, it's not a buy to let, you only have to pay your own legal fees. However, in a commercial uh, purchase, an investment buy to let, you will be expected to pay the bank's legal costs as well because the bank will appoint a solicitor to act on their behalf and to ensure that the uh, property is the, their mortgage is secured on the property and it's registered with the property registration authority and so on. So they appoint their own solicitor. So you're going to have the solicitor appointed by the bank. You have to pay their fees. You're going to have the solicitor appointed by you. You're going to have to pay his or her fees as well. So you're going to have two sets of legal fees. Again, shop around. Some of the banks give uh, subsidy or uh, an incentive or promotion where they pay a certain percentage uh, or a certain sum of legal fees. So shop around, have a look at that. The other situation you may be looking at would be an interest only situation where you pay interest only for a number of years. That is a possibility, but it's not that common. Generally, the more prudent financial and fiscal atmosphere that prevails in Ireland since the crash means that you would be expected to pay back principal and interest but as I say shop around you will get lenders who will give interest only but you need to be very very careful because it's a little bit like you know taking cocaine or something getting interest only if the property market falls at all and you're only paying interest no you're going to be possibly in negative equity after three four five years of just paying interest and you may be facing a difficulty then so that's something to consider by and by, or overall then, in essence, the property market in Ireland is strong enough. Certainly the rental market is very strong. There's a huge demand. Another thing you need to factor in is the whole question of the political and therefore nearly legal climate arising from the question of homelessness and the difficulty with people getting accommodation and so on. The pendulum in terms of landlords' rights versus tenants' rights appears to have swung quite significantly towards tenants in the last number of years and there's quite a lot of safeguards in the legal system now for tenants. The Residential Tenancies Board is a body that you're going to have to tangle with sooner or later and you do have to register your property with that body but the difficulty of uh, tenants not performing in accordance with the letting agreement or damaged your property or getting tenants out who are not paying and so on. These are difficult enough legal issues, difficult enough problems because as I say, the pendulum has swung towards tenants to a great extent. It's difficult to get a tenancy, but when you do get it, you're in a strong enough position from a legal perspective and the landlord can only evict a tenant in very limited circumstances. So you need to factor that into your, uh, your uh, decision to invest in a buy to let in Ireland. It may well work out fine for you. It might prove to be a good investment. It's entirely a matter for yourself. I'm not giving you financial advice. I'm simply pointing out the pros and cons. The huge thing, of course, about property is that generally you can leverage a relatively small amount of money uh, by way of a mortgage into a bigger investment. Whereas if you're buying shares, for example, you are generally, unless you're looking at contracts for difference, which is very, very risky, you're generally looking at having to pay cash or pay at least for your shares so you don't have the same opportunity for leverage with shares 
and you do have a, a better opportunity for leveraging a relatively small amount of initial seed capital to build up some sort of a folio, some sort of a property folio. You do need to factor in as well. Another factor is the question of maintenance and management of your property. It is not a set and forget sort of a situation. You may be lucky, you may get a very, very good tenant at the outset, but you need to factor into your considerations the fact that you will get an average tenant or indeed sometimes, unfortunately, a tenant from hell. And that can make things very, very difficult. I could tell you some really uh, appalling stories of tenants that I've had down through the years. Uh, you know, tenants being arrested, taken off, and animals, for example, dogs being left in the apartment for days. And I land down then to pick up the rent. And not only is the tenant gone, but now the dog after chewing the leg off a table or something. You know, it's um, an appalling situation, but that has happened. I've seen uh, apartments broken into, or not broken into, but uh, doors broken down of apartments belonging to me, where there were searches, lawful searches carried out by Angarda Shiakana. And um, again, all of these things come back to the landlord. He must pick up the tab and, and uh, sort things out. So that's the story. Thanks a lot for listening and make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Thank you.